Hey kids, welcome to the Clean Slate Farm Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Lenweaver, and in this podcast, we'll be talking about gardening, cooking, beekeeping, DIY, and other fun stuff that we find interesting. We'll also have some interviews with people I come across on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and through our YouTube channel, Clean Slate Farm. So have a listen. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and leave a thumbs up. On this week's episode, we'll be talking about fermentation and making garlic-billed cucumbers. Years ago, my uncle made delicious garlic-billed pickles in a big crock. All he used was garlic, dill, and a brine. And some thyme. Over the years, I forgot how good they were and somehow started thinking of fermented foods as somewhat sketchy because they weren't processed. Nothing could be further from the truth. Fermenting is the process of preserving with a salt brine solution. The brine and surface bacteria on a vegetable create lactic acid and creates an inhospitable environment for bad bacteria and a hospitable environment for good bacteria, white hats versus black hats. I should start by saying hot water, vinegar pickling, and fermentation are not the same thing. Pickling with vinegar and hot water bath is another way to preserve foods, but it's a totally different process. However, brine and vinegar are both pickling by definition. Lactofermentation makes the nutrients and minerals and vegetables more available to the body. It also produces enzymes and vitamins that aid in digestion. We're talking about feeding the microbiome in our body. However, we are talking about delicious food you can make with almost no effort and just a little time. To start fermentation, you need to know about brine. Salt and water creates brine, and that's just what helps create the environment for the lactobacteria to do their work. Brine solutions range from 2% to 5.4% by weight and use different percentages for different vegetables. I know what you're thinking. This is already too complicated. Not at all. Don't worry about it. Most vegetables are done with a 3% brine solution. My dill cucumber pickles use a 4-5% to brine solution. Why higher for cucumbers? The higher salt concentration keeps the cukes crunchy, along with another trick we'll talk about later when I give you my dill recipe. I always start with a quart of water, roughly 950 milliliters, and weigh the salt. Why weigh the salt? Well, different salts have different weights by volume due to their crystalline structure. Fleur de sel has a different structure than kosher salt, and that's different from some types of Himalayan salts, which is different from table salt, which you do not want to use for fermentation. Why? Table salt contains iodine, like it says on the label, iodized salt. Iodine prevents caking and clumping, but that interferes with the lactobacteria we need for fermentation. Iodine is a very powerful disinfectant. Back to weight. If you think of a jar of marbles and then the same jar full of beans, you'll see the airspace left in each jar is different. More air, less weight. The same applies for different salts. The salt has pretty much the same weight, but the airspace taken up by the salt makes volume measuring inaccurate. Now, I always use grams because it's much more accurate than ounces for this purpose. For instance, on my digital scale, kosher salt weighs 12 grams per tablespoon. A tablespoon of my Himalayan salt weighs 19 grams. The natural sea salt weighs in at 8 grams. The weight of the salt will make a big difference in the brine concentration, so measure by weight, not by volume. For a 3% brine, you would mix 29 grams of salt of your choice and 1 quart of water. For my garlic dills, I mix 50 grams of salt and 1 quart of water. Here's an easy way to determine brine concentration. A liter of water weighs 1,000 grams, so divide the amount of salt you use in grams by 1,000. For example, 40 grams of salt divided by 1,000 grams of water by weight equals 0.04, or 4%. If you're stuck on quarts, a quart of water weighs 946 grams. Divide 40 grams of salt by 946, and you get 0.042 for a 4.2% brine. Close enough. All right, you've got your salt, you've got your water. 
Now all you need to do is dissolve the salt into the water. Done. So let's go through the process of fermenting cucumbers for dill pickles. What will you need? Cucumbers. Small pickling types from your garden or farmer's market work best, but I use larger cukes from the garden and get good results also. A cucumber should be fresh, not rubbery, and no more than two inches in diameter. Larger means more seeds, thicker flesh. I'll talk more about that in a minute. Now you could use cucumbers from a store, but that might interfere with the process of fermentation because cucumbers from the store have a waxy coating on them. That's most likely going to interfere with the process of fermentation. No matter how well you clean them, there's still going to be wax. Dill. Fresh if available, seeds if not. For dill, I use one or two big heads. For seeds, I use one tablespoon. Garlic. Depending upon your taste, one or two cloves. You can slice them or just mash them with the side of a kitchen knife to break it up. Tannin. Uh Uh-oh, it's getting complicated again. Not really. Tannin keeps the pickle crisp, along with the salt. I use grape leaves from the vineyard, but I've also read you can use oak leaves, cherry leaves, and pickle crisp. Pickle crisp is just calcium chloride. I've never used it in a fermented product, and I don't think I would. It's mainly used for vinegar-based solutions. I don't recommend using pickling lime as it contains some chemicals that you shouldn't be eating. What do the tannins do? Tannins inhibit the enzyme pectinase that makes pickles soft. Don't have grape leaves or oak leaves? Don't sweat it. My uncle didn't use them and his pickles were just fine. Penn State University says if you remove the blossom end of the cucumber, you don't need additional tannins. They also recommend soaking the cucumbers in ice water for four to five hours. I don't, and I don't remember Uncle Bob doing this, but keep this in your mind for possible later use. What's next? Mustard seed. One tablespoon per pint jar is fine for added taste. Personally, I can hardly taste the mustard seed in the pickle, but I put them in anyway. You need to prepare your cucumbers or vegetables by washing them and trimming them to a size to fit in the jar. Don't use soapy water. Just rinse them well and cut them up. Just get the dirt off. The bacteria on the outside of the cucumber or other vegetable is what will start the lacto-fermentation process. The brine will make sure the bad bacteria have an inhospitable place to grow. When I'm making pickles, I do chop about a sixteenth of an inch off the blossom end of the cucumber. Next, get your brine ready. Like I said earlier, I usually use a 4% brine or a 4.5% brine and consider that a good overall solution to keep the cucumber crunchy. Measure your water, 1 quart or 946 milliliters. 54 milliliters difference is not going to make that big of a difference. Remember, the brine solution can be from 2.5 and higher, so this is not a real issue. That's not going to change your solution as much as a different weight in the salt. I usually cut the cucumbers into spears, but you can cut them into chunks if you like, and I remove the seeds from older cucumbers, but that's just my preference. I also don't like too many seeds. Older cucumbers will have a tougher skin. That's why smaller cucumbers are better. There's no right and wrong choice. Spears, chunks, whatever you want to use, however you want to eat them. So let's start packing the jars. If you're using grape leaves or other leaves, pack them into the bottom of the jar. Add the dill seeds or the fresh dill, the garlic, then the mustard seed. Then pack your vegetables in. Jam them in there tight. You'll be fine. Then pour the brine over the prepared vegetables and cover it. You're pretty much done making pickles at this point. Now it's up to the lactobacillus and mother of nature. There's only a couple more things you need to know and to do, and then you're on your way to pickles. First, and it's a must-do, whatever you're pickling needs to stay under the brine solution. If the vegetable is not completely submerged, the part that's exposed to air will not pickle and could grow mold or go bad and spoil the whole batch. Here's some ideas on how to do that. In a crock, use a ceramic dinner plate or something similar. Just put it on top and weight everything down so everything stays under the brine. In a jar, you can use a grape leaf on top of the vegetable and jam it into place to hold everything under the brine. 
A plastic baggie filled with water would work as well. I've never done that, but I've heard it works. Once everything is submerged, you need to cover the jar. I use a product called Pickle Pebbles and a companion product called Pickle Pipes. Pickle Pebbles are glass weights sized to fit the jar. They're terrific and the easiest for me to use. I've also used grape leaves, but I don't always have access to grape leaves. The Pickle Pipe is a silicon seal with a small vent cut into the top. This allows the carbon dioxide gas to displace the air. Pickle Pebbles and Pipes cost about $30 and are well worth the money if you ferment. I'll put a link in the show notes. Wait, I said carbon dioxide. Yes, this is a gas that is created by the lactobacilli. It's not harmful. It's part of the process that tells you fermentation is progressing. If you seal the jar with a canning lid, you'll need to burp the jar daily, maybe more often. If you use cloth or a coffee filter with a rubber band to hold it in place, you won't need to do this. Fermentation takes place at room temperature, ideally between 55 and 75 degrees Fahrenheit. The thing to remember is the colder the temperature, the slower the fermentation is. Higher temperatures means faster fermentation. So when are your fermented vegetables done? That's a matter of taste. I find in summer the pickles take about one week. In fall, when it's cooler, about two weeks. The ultimate test, however, is in your taste buds. If it tastes good, it's done. Okay, so they're done when they taste good. But when is fermentation really done? Well, my Uncle Bob, he would eat pickles and then throw new cucumbers in throughout the growing season for cucumbers. And that's fine for cucumbers if you're doing them in a crock. But in a jar, all you need to do is remove the pickle pebble and pickle pipe, if you're using them, or your plastic baggie, or your ceramic weight, and then put them in the refrigerator. Just put a lid on it, screw it down, and leave them alone. Refrigeration temperatures slow fermentation down to the point where you don't have to worry about it. I've had sauerkraut and pickles in the fridge, oh, as long as a year, and everything's fine with them. We're still eating them. They still taste crunchy, still taste delicious. So you've got some pickles going, some pickled vegetables going. Now, fermentation is fun. It's easy. What can go wrong with this? Well, one thing you might see on the top of your vegetables is cam yeast. It's a white scum, and I hate that word, but that might develop. Just skim it off. It's not a problem, and it won't hurt you. Black mold. Now, that's a problem. Toss to ferment. Mold will grow tentacles, for lack of a better word, and you may see it at the top, but it grows all through the brine. You may not see it under the surface, but it's there. Just throw the vegetables out and start fresh. Be sure to wash the jar well before using it again. What about botulism? Well, you are creating an anaerobic environment, which is what botulism lives in, but the brine solution is too acidic for it to live. The environment you create with the brine is called competitive exclusion, and the beneficial bacteria acidify the food. C. botulinum can't live in that environment. So there you have it, fermentation. I have a video on YouTube showing how I make dill cucumbers and show the different salts in their weights. The link will be in the show notes. At the end of the day, people have been fermenting food for thousands of years. It's one of the oldest methods of food preservation around. Think about it for a moment. For all intents and purposes, yogurt is fermented. Cheese goes through a fermentation much more complicated but fermented. Wine, beer, and even sourdough for bread is fermented. If you've never fermented, give it a go. At the worst, you throw out a few vegetables. At the best, you learn something new and have some great food to eat. Go ahead and experiment and let me know how it comes out. Hey, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. This podcast is a production of Clean Slate Farm. Copyright 2017. All rights reserved. You can find us at Clean Slate Farm on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Have a look and let me know what you're up to.